0: Welcome to Full Advisor Coaching, the podcast with Kristen Harrod. From launching her RIA to guiding countless financial advisors, Kristen is your VIP ticket to reach new levels of success and fulfillment. Dive into growth strategies and grab next-level marketing, sales, and leadership insights to supercharge your business. Joined by industry experts, Kristen's here to help you do more of what you love.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Full Advisor Coaching podcast with Kristen Harrod. Kristen, good to be with you again. Nice to see you. Nice to see you too, Bill. So today we are looking at exploring more of the Full Advisor Fundamentals program that you you use when you're working with clients. So give us an idea of what that is. Sure. Well, the
2: Full Advisor Fundamentals program is a year-long program that I've created to help growth-minded RAA leaders uh, achieve that next level of success, whatever that means for them. And there's kind of three main benefits that I focus on. If we really elevate it, it's about Mm -hmm. achieving clarity, cultivating confidence, and then finding fulfillment. And today, because there's (laughs) there's a lot that we could unpack from all of that, today I really want to focus on the first thing, which is achieving clarity because so many of the RAA leaders – as I believe I talked about in last episode are feel that sense of being scattered. Like they have so much information, so many options and so much energy. It's like they're, and they they need the clarity to be able to take the right steps to move them forward.
1: Yeah. And and I I always love it when I go to conferences and stuff, people talk about clarity, because I think that's such an easy word, but it's so hard because I think a lot of people, and I'll include myself in that conversation, have a lot of energy, have a lot of passion, want to do something, but they don't have that do something clear. Right. I,
2: and I'm the same way. I get very energetic and excited about things. And so, and what's good, we're going to talk about that today on why having a very clear vision of what you want and getting some of that energy and, and, and visualization out is really what can then help you have that picture that you need so that you can back it up and take more of a logical approach to, okay, now what does this mean for me? What do I have to do? Yeah, understood. So if you can't tell, I'm. I love this part of the process because it's about what's possible, right? What can be? What do you yes. want? Like, it gives you a chance to dream and get excited. And and so when we talk about clarity, it's about creating. You know, I like to start with let's create a vision. What do we want? It sounds simple, but if we can have a vision for the company that you want to create, mm-hmm. then with that clarity, we can move forward. So. There's many different ways to get to a vision, and we can talk about some different ways that I like to work with. But essentially, we need this clear vision so we know if the choices we're making are taking us in the right direction, right?
1: This is quite serious. How do we do that? I mean, your client sits down with you. Clearly, they're motivated. Clearly, they right, want to be right. there. So how do you, right. what's, what, what's a practical way for you to start working <laughs> with your clients who I assume are leaders,
2: yeah. I wanted to stop you right there and say yeah. we're gonna get to that. Okay. But I wanna talk more about one, why we should care about a vision. And then I wanna give some examples of how vision drives inspiration before I get into the well, how. Then let's let's get
1: to that. Okay. okay. <laughs> let's get to that part. So,
2: okay we're going to talk about why do you even why should you even care about vision and first and foremost it's about having clarity for you as the leader or leaders of the organization but also for your team so they know where they're going right it also gives you that framing so that you can make decisions to move forward and perhaps my favorite part and again it depends on each person but for a lot of visionary leaders that I'm working with, it's that energy source that you can draw from to move you forward. So mm-hmm. it's something that you can tap into and move yourself toward the, the place where you want to be. And it also serves as an energy source for your team to help them feel like they're part of something bigger than just whatever their day-to-day responsibilities are. Right.
1: You walk me through this because one of the things that struck me is that you you mentioned being able to let the people you're leading know where you're going. So I was saying right. communication. If you have clarity, you can do something that you can't do without it. You can communicate a vision. You can communicate clarity. You can give people a sense of expectation and purpose.
2: Exactly. And I think that purpose piece is really important. It also helps you as a leader be able to Assess and evaluate whether people coming into the firm are a good fit, right? Mm. It gives you that to to see are they going to fit with this picture, or are they not going to fit with this picture, and that goes for clients too, right? Yeah. Or okay. vendors that you're working with, are they going to fit with my picture of what I'm creating, or are they not going to to plug into this with us? Are they are they are they on the the boat headed where we're heading, or are they? Are they not? You know, right. so that's really important. And I really do think that this having this vision and painting a very vivid picture, and and I'll get into how we can different ways we can do that. When you can get in touch with that future vision of where you want to be or the future self, as some yes. people call it, you can attach feelings to that, that mm-hmm. can then provide even more inspiration. And um, that's something that has always been a motivator for me is to create a picture of where I want to go. And I think it started because I was a competitive swimmer in high school and college.
1: Yeah,
2: And one of the things they always taught us, which at the time I thought was kind of goofy, right? Was like, picture the win, right? Just close your eyes and look, imagine each stroke and imagine touching the wall and being the one to win the race. And you know, learned how to do that type of thing, obviously more short-term goals. But I think, while I wouldn't necessarily have admitted it then, I do think that visualization and the idea of thinking ahead to success at a time where I was formative and is something that I draw upon now to be like, okay, yes, that does make sense. And when you hear Olympic athletes, they talk about this all the time, about how they, you know, envision success and look ahead to success. But it's the same concept, right? We're saying, okay, what do I want to do? And how do I then have all my actions take me toward that picture? You know, And I was in corporate America, as yeah. we talked about, I think, in the first episode, mm-hmm. and how I had this burning desire to be in charge of my own future, to be an entrepreneur, to to take my fulfillment and freedom into my own hands. I spent years in corporate America before I made that jump, so but I had the vision of where I wanted to go, and so I would sort of put the ducks in a row, if you will, and take the steps to get to where I wanted to be. But it was all drawing from that vision of of what it could mean for me. So that was really really a big piece of it. And even putting together this program, the full advisor coaching and the new brand and the new offerings here, it started with me sitting with a, with a not a sharpie but a a marker and a whiteboard. And just starting to draw, right? Like, what do I want? What do I feel? What do I see? And putting that up on the whiteboard.
1: Is that what you help someone do? And and when they come to you, and how do how do you how do you teach that? Because I intuitively yeah. grasp what you're talking right,
2: about, right? Right. And it is it is tricky. And I've used a number of different sources and drawn on different exercises. And sometimes it's seeing what resonates with the people who with whom I'm working. yeah. But I like to start with a values exercise. Like, let's get on the same page, especially if there's more than one leader in the firm. So if the leadership team is two people, three people, whatever it might be, and we're forming a vision for the company versus mm-hmm. for ourselves, we need to be on the same page about what we stand for, right? and having worked at chase bank right out of college and they do these lofty vision statements and mission statements and here's our values i have a hard time actually saying let's do a values exercise without having that residual like eye roll right yeah. from from corporate america like the big lofty like what does this even mean to me i'm you know just a peon in a large corporation but yeah. it really does It was interesting. The first time I ever did the values exercise with a team, an RAA, they had three advisors on the leadership team and they had brought me in to help them create, help get on the same page about their vision, develop a plan to help them achieve their goals. And so I pulled out the doing a values exercise and I had a big long list of values and I had these three men, and it doesn't matter that they were men, but I was kind of, you know, they were kind of a little more dressed up, a little more up to, and I was like, oh God, they're going to think I'm insane pulling out the soft and the soft and squishy values exercise when, you know, they're pretty buttoned up. And I would say more technical than...
1: Yeah, sure. I got emotional
2: on the upfront. Yeah, little did I know I was wrong. Right, I made assumptions that I shouldn't have made. We stepped through a values exercise, which was essentially you can get these online. You can download a sheet of like say a hundred values. You can also use something like a values deck. There's, if anyone's ever read the book, The One Thing, it's all about productivity, and they have a new deck of like cards. I think it's like a hundred cards with values. Yes. Yeah, okay. And you can so you sort and you pick which ones resonate. But so I did this exercise with this firm and we had a list of whatever the hundred values. And I had each of them go through and circle 20 values that they thought the company standard stood for. And then I had them go again and pick 10 value, pick 10 of those 20. And then I brought them down to each having five values that they thought represented the firm. And so I, again, all along, I was kind of, you know, I, I was new at this. This was a number of years ago. And I was like, what are they going to think? And then the dialogue that came out of that one, kudos to them. They took it seriously and evaluated each word. And then they, each presented their five and we put them on the board and there might've been three that overlapped or two that overlapped. But then the discussion that ensued off of, well, what do we mean? Do we mean honesty or authenticity? Do we mean community or do we mean giving back? Like uh, the nuance of words and what it meant to them and, and really uncovering like is that how we operate? Or is this what we want from people? Is this what we want from others? So it was. It was fascinating. I do think it's a really valuable start to get on the same page around that, so that you have that um, uniformity before you get into. So, what do we want to create? It kind of it sets the tone for the example. One great example that I'd love to, like, I have another firm I've been working with, and they already had done the exercise on values. And one of them was pursuit of excellence. And I was like, okay, tell me about that. And that's really about how they're they're highly invested in professional development and making sure that everyone on their team is always staying up to date and credentialed and engage and involve. So if you came in, imagine if you came in to want to work there and you were like, meh, I just want to go through the motions, right? You get paid. Well, you're not going to really last there very long, right? Mm. So it really does drive that kind of thing. I have another firm that had community and fun as some of their values, and they totally live up to that. Like they take off Fridays probably once a month and do a fun team activity. They put out communications that are funny and whimsical, in addition to the more technical advice-driven stuff. stuff. And then they are highly, highly involved in actively giving back to the community in which they live. And some of that comes out in the marketing that they're doing or the sponsorships that they do or the types of clients or people they work with. So it really does help form the sort of culture of the, the company, which does inform like where are we going? What's the vision there? So that's the values piece, and that's a great place to start to make sure you're in the same page, even if it's just you. If you can do it for the company, so that it's separate from what you as a as a human individual, personal yeah. life may be it. And it, again. If it's just you, they may be very similar, but it's important that you distinguish this is where the company is going.
1: Are we talking about where the company is now, or are we talking in aspirational terms? Are those values aspirational or?
2: It can be either. Often I find it is, it does tend to be aspirational. And interestingly, I do have the exercise, which I'll come back to around that, which we kind of set the values for the company. And then with that in mind, we start projecting what is the what is the vision for the company and yeah. i like to use what i found i like to use the 3 year time frame and the 3 year time frame is one that's really popular with the EOS or the entrepreneur operating system that's outlined in the book traction they suggest having a 3 year picture which I like that term because mm. it's more about what does it look like and, right. and feel like than it is about what are our goals. Because as they said, you know, you have to create a picture first. And so another thing that came out of, you know, another book called Vivid Vision, and I think we can put links to that in the show notes, but it's by Cam- Cameron Harold. And he, it's this great book around, again, painting the picture, starting with the values and then saying, let's, look out into the future and pick the date. So let's say it's three, take today's date, add three years. And I think they have you go to the end of December of three years from now, which it depends on when you're listening to this or what this, but you go out three years and you put yourself in that spot and say, what's happening, right? What is it that, what does the business look like? Who are you working with? What does it feel like? Where Where are you located? All these kinds of questions that you start answering for yourself. So it could be like, you know, what are your clients' experience? Who works there? What do you do? What do the employees do together? What is your process? How are you marketing yourself? What do the systems look like? You can get into painting that picture of what it's like to be a human (laughs) in the company and What is that experience like? And again, the concept is if you can paint the picture and put yourself in the position of being in that future self, right? Where you're connected with the future self and you can feel it and you can see it, then you're able to create it, right? You'll be able to bring it back now. You're able to create it. And there's research done by Hal Hirschfeld, who wrote Your Future Self, another great book around it where he has seen and researched how if you can connect with your future self, it helps you make better decisions today. So it's a way of balancing that dreaming for the future with actions today. And he brings it down to things like if you can envision in your future being on the personal side, being a very healthy, active individual, then when you sit down to and you've connected with that when you sit down today to eat a giant steak dinner and an apple pie, you may think twice about yeah. your no, that makes sense. So it was that pretty cool. That sure. was very practical and kind of landed in that way. I mean, for a firm, you'd you'd think about it in bigger in bigger ways or different ways, right. but it's the same concept, right?
1: It's um, this idea of a it's, a, it's idea of attaching motions, emotions, feelings yes, to that yes. future vision that's that's important.
2: Yes, and way back when, and this is this speaks to me living on the West Coast now, though I, I grew up on the East Coast. So I have a nice balance of like the grounded East Coast the with the more, will, yeah, the, yeah, Eastern, the, West, the more yeah. um eccentric West Coast. But I worked at the Coaches Training Institute, which was which is a life coaching school. And I talked about that. I I, I worked, I did my training for life coaching there. And yeah. I also briefly worked in marketing for them, which was really interesting. But they had, they have a very ex- sort of experiential coaching training program. And so one of their whole modules, they break it down into different modules. And of course, right. my favorite one was the one called fulfillment. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I get to be fulfilled? Great. Let's do it. Let's do it. But they they would literally take you through a, a visualization exercise, much like I was talking about with the swimming, where you'd have to close your eyes, and picture it, which again, anytime someone tells me I have to do that, I I have the immediate, oh, I don't want to do that. And then I do it. And sure enough, you're like, all right, fine. I got something out of it. You know, (laughs) but it was like what, you know, they talk, they talk about what would make the vision compelling. So you have to think about it in a way that not just like, oh yes, we have this system or this process in place. If that doesn't matter to you, but it's more about things are running smoothly and I can step away and go on vacation without worry, yeah. then you're like, okay, that's compelling versus like, oh, it's be- we have the systems running in order. Whereas another person who envisions the future might think, ah, if I just had every system and process in place, I'd feel really good. So it's it's kind of like getting all of that out there so you can connect with different yeah. different types of people, but you have to figure out what makes it compelling. And then they would- also teach through the coaching to find some an outrageous element that you could include in your vision that might blow you away. Like, wow, that would really exceed expectation. So it's kind of a, a fun way to just add in or layer in some other ways of doing it. Ultimately, what I like to do is have the advisors i work with start writing write down or articulate if they have to record if they prefer to speak instead of write, yeah just kind of tell me about or write about what do they see what do they feel what do they want the future firm to be like and then we bring that together from the various leaders in the firm, right? So we start having each one sort of articulate what they see, what they feel, what they hear, what they notice, what they want it to be. And then we sort of do a little mosaic of bringing it all together and, and painting, putting all the pieces together to create this beautiful picture, right? So that that's one way of looking at, or multiple ways, I should say, of kind of thinking about how do we get to this. We essentially want to create this picture and it's based on the values that you all agree upon and the degree to which we can get founders and, and leader, not maybe not founders, but the, the leaders of the team, whoever's making these decisions, yeah. the degree to which we can get them tapped into that feeling, the clearer that vision is going to be and the more it will resonate when they share it with employees or with team members or even clients or vendors or other people who are in their sphere of influence.
1: So I'm trying to tie this back to the idea of the full advisor fundamentals program. Yes. And and I know we can't, and I know the exercise, I know the point of these podcasts is not to, you know, give away the program. (laughs) I understand that. And this is exciting what you're talking about, because you've got a, you've got a vision that's based on values You've got a you've got a future self or a future vision of the company that's attached that has emotional attachments to the present, so that it's a way to move forward. It's great, but it, I mean, you know, let's get down to maybe maybe what we do with this episode here is we get down to a practical let's talk let's talk practicality for a second. Give it oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Let me Let up. back and just address what you had said at the start of your point there, which is this is the starting point of okay. the full advisor fundamentals. Frankly, it's always been a starting point for anything I've ever done because I think it's so essential to know where you're going because we can't make decisions about the actions to take or what to prioritize or what the plan should be if we don't know where we're going. So that yes. that is no matter what, whether I help someone with it or they do it on their own, starting with that vision and a 3 year frame is a, is a nice frame it's very it's very tenable we can sort of see 3 years out other people can do you they like to do 10 years or 20 years or it's whatever works for you but it is something that it's sitting down either as an, as the ceo leader yourself or with the others on your leadership team and saying all right let's get this together and so what i What I really encourage leaders to do is to complete that values exercise that I talked about. So what, and this gets back to your point about, is this for today or is it for future firm? Um, Just sit, don't overthink it, sit down and talk about what do you value as an organization right now? Like what is, what are your values right now? And so you can use the cards, you can use a list. There's some online quizzes. I did a search around. And it's like, oh, they could do an online quiz if you want, but you can download a sheet or order a card deck for like $15 on Amazon, have it set, have everyone work through it, but come up with that five, val- the list of five values and do it independent. Have each person do it independently. Mm-hmm. So you can have that discussion that you can do the push and pull. And when you find if you're doing it just for yourself, that you will, as you're doing it, you'll kind of, you'll get to like seven right. and you'll really have to force the trade-off of those last two. Cause you'll be like, wow, well, I don't, cause you don't want to give one up. Right. But you're like, yes. no, you have to give one up. Okay. It's one or the other. And so it's actually a really helpful thing. And it, it doesn't mean they're, they're set forever, but it's where we are right now. So then what I'd like to, what I want the leadership team to do or the leader of the firm to do is to, they agree on the five and then give yourself a date three years in the future, right? And then start to paint that picture of what it's like, what's like to be a client. I think if you start with the client experience, it's one of the easiest ways to start because you can say, this is what it's like to be a client of our firm. Mm. This is what, so you can sort of paint, like all of those things, the client experience, all of those things that you wish you had right now, but you don't quite have, but you have some of them and you have good intentions for the rest, you can make them so in a vision, right? So we can, each person on the team, You can collaborate and come together with it. You can have a call and record it. You can Zoom. You can have the meeting notes transcribed as you go. Whatever it is, record your conversation. If you're all in the same room, which would be ideal, that you can look and see and engage. Draft this experience. What is the client experience? What does that look like? And then... What are you doing? So that can be helpful for each leader to be like, here's the role I want to be in and painting your perspective. And so, you know, what does it feel like to be there? What kind of people work there? What are you known for in the industry? What are your biggest accomplishments that you've had in the last three years? So you paint this picture and get it documented and have that conversation, right? So we have that. So you've done a values exercise. You've talked about a vision, you've gotten that documented in some way. Now go back to the values exercise and run it again. From this perspective of the firm in three years, right? Does it still match? Have your answers changed? And if so, what shifted? And so I think that can be one of the most insightful ways to get it, you know, kind of close, bring it back around to be like, are the values what we really think they are? And will they drive us in the future,
1: That's great, and I'm sitting here listening to you talk, and I and I'm, I'm i and your enthusiasm and your passion for this is transparent, and it's obvious, and it's infectious. I will add,
0: so it's <laughs> like,
1: and I'm thinking, well, this is all great, Kristen. It's a, this is uh, I this makes sense what you're laying out. Anybody could do it, you know, basically. But and this is my but, I find that it is easier and sometimes more effective when you decide, no, I can't go at this alone, I need some help. And clearly you are that person to go to. So for folks who are listening to this podcast and thinking, I need to have a conversation with her because I like what she's talking about. How do they reach out to you? How do they get in touch with you? What are the first steps and follow through?
2: Well, it's simple, Bill, you just go to my website, fulladvisorcoaching.com, and you'll be able to reach me Learn about the program and schedule a fit assessment if that's something
1: that's interesting to you. That's great. I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are looking forward to establishing that connection. I well, can't imagine why they wouldn't. And for <laughs> those of you who are listening to this podcast who are not already a subscriber, and I'm, this is the third episode, so you may be new to the podcast, hit subscribe. There's a lot more where this came from. Trust me, after many conversations with Kristen you'll want to continue having the conversation. So hit subscribe. That way you don't miss another version or edition of this podcast. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you find this podcast helpful and interesting, perhaps maybe rate it and certainly share it with other people to get the word out about what's going on at Full Advisor Coaching. On behalf of Kristen, I'm Bill Tucker, reminding you that you go out today and make it a great day.
0: Or not, it's your choice. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to Full Advisor Coaching, the podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the follow button so you'll never miss an episode. To learn more about how you can become a part of the Full Advisor community, visit fulladvisorcoaching.com. Remember, stay connected and get notified as soon as brand new episodes release. Click the follow button now. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kristen Herod or Full Advisor Coaching.